I see this a lot where people um, feel like they're in something that's going in the right direction. And then after they fall in love, after they're strongly connected, after they've got a lot of engaged psychology, then they start to discover things that are not so great. And then I see this in marriage where people are, I've seen couples who are actually afraid to do a man in the mountain experience or a pioneer woman experience because they're afraid that they're going to discover that they are in a very unhealthy relationship. And now that I'm married, have kids and a mortgage together, what do I do now? But if you don't do the born again process with the confidence and the only way this worked, uh, when I, when I was uh, discussing it with philosophers early in my work, they said, you're encouraging them to spend time away from each other in order to improve the marriage. I'm all, well, yeah, but don't you know that when people aren't together, they automatically drift apart? And it really confused me because I was holding in my head the whole time that if he is well connected to God and she is well connected to the same God, he's not likely to have them drift apart. The image of two rock climbers both having their rope tied to the same rock at the top of the cliff, if they just keep working, they automatically get closer together, even if they're not tied together. But that's if they are connected to the same final destination. So we're going to review another uh, demonstration or vision of the pyramid, of that triangle shape that gets created if it's used correctly, um, as we step into season one. All right. Again, feel free at any time to interrupt. Even you, Casey, are allowed to interrupt and ask questions. Okay. Remember, in the four seasons diagram, my wife once said, this is confusing. Why is season one in the bottom right-hand corner? We reviewed that before because we are working our way up to the right. Um, We're going to be spending most of our time today talking about season one and how to walk up through it. Season two is the summertime. Season three is the fall. Season four is what we've been working on with respect to getting ready. Um, Time alone, time with God, so that we can be ready to move into a solid relationship. This is what the cycle looks like when you have the independent stage as you meet and then work towards a very gradual courtship season one process before there's a significant commitment being made. But I want to make sure you have the following ideas in mind before we proceed. Dating is like unto skateboarding. Dating is like unto inventing the light bulb. And remember the grief cycle, you're going to need it. Dating is like unto skateboarding. About a month ago, maybe a little bit longer, Um, I was meeting with a uh, 15-year-old boy, and I was discussing the things he needed to work through, etc. And one of the things I always look for is sports background to see what I can attach ideas to. And he wasn't a football player. He wasn't a tennis player. He wasn't a swimmer. He was a skateboarder. And at first, I was disappointed because I didn't think of any way to build psychology on that. And I'm all, duh skateboarding is the perfect analogy for dating. All right, here's how it works. There you are, minding your own business, and you watch other people 
doing amazing things on their skateboard. They're like, oh my gosh, look at what another person is doing. They're <clears throat> flipping the board and spinning it and landing on it and jumping and swirling and twirling. And I'm sure there's lots of really cool names for all those skateboarding tricks. Apparently they're so awesome. They became an Olympic event and even teenagers are getting gold medals in the Olympics with skateboarding. All right. So what happens? The fresh, enthusiastic skateboarder gets their skateboard and drops into one of those uh, uh, smooth edged pits and does exactly what they saw other people do. Yes. No, they crash and bleed. Yes, crash and bleed. Okay. Now, as I was interviewing this boy, I said, okay, hold on a second. I need to make sure I understand something. When you attempt a new trick, do you already know it'll take at least 50 times before you get it right? Do you know that it takes at least 50 times before you get it right? He goes, well, yeah, duh. I'm also, you already know you're going to fail at least 49 times before you succeed. He's all, yeah. I says, okay, my next question. Isn't it highly likely you're going to get hurt all 49 of those times? He says, well, yeah. I'm all, hold on a second. You already know you're going to like sprain an ankle or skin your shins or bang your elbows or uh, scrape your knees before you even start. He's all, yeah. Mama, why are you doing it? Because I really, really, really want to get that trick right. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that same day I had my men's marriage repair workshop later in the evening. And I can't get these guys to ask their wives on dates more than three times because they get hurt or she gets hurt. So one of you in this room, I've actually challenged to asking girls on a date at least once a week, knowing you're going to bang your head against the cement a few times. You're going to scratch your knees. You're going to twist your ankle. You're going to get hurt. Now, just so you know, brethren, it's worse for the girls. It's way worse for them because they don't even get a chance to get on the skateboard. They're just standing near the skateboarders and they smash into them and knock them into the ground. And they're like, I was just standing there. Holy cow, you just smashed me. And I was just sitting there. Some of the stuff these girls get in text messages and emails and messaging on things, it is horrible. And it might be hard for you to comprehend because you would never do something like that, but they get hit hard. And it's hard to get up after that. Like, why would I get up again and go stand at the skate park? 